What better than watching Nick's go under the bright lights at Prairie Meadows? I mean, what, I mean, I mean, what what more could you want in life than to see that, right? I can't even imagine you you saying that sentence to me right after he won the Pegasus World Cup. I mean, I can't even imagine <laughs> what I would have said. You would have said, happening. you would have said, <laughs> you, and at least in your mind, you would have thought, oh my god, like what happened? Since this day, you know, like what transpired to get this horse to pray bad There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep Coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga And all tracks in between there's only one side to go to When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets Plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets RacingDudes.com as good as it gets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs Racing RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. What is up, my great world? Jeez, Aaron Halterman. Welcome to Blinkers Off. What's up, dude? What's up, man? Yeah, it's the last Blinkers Off from your basement there for you, so that's good news. Um, but yes. yeah, we're back. We're ready. It's it's a big uh, show. We have a ton of stakes from a ton of different tracks to go over today. I know, and we, we very rarely miss a Thursday, um, you know, but I had just, I, my house was closing yesterday, and it just got, you were busy, and before you know it, it was 10 o'clock, we're like, let's just push this to tomorrow, we have more energy, and, you know, we have racing tonight, we have the, you know, Prairie Meadows, the Iowa Festival starts, so we're like, hey, let's just do it in the morning, we'll get it out there, and so we, we're gonna, yeah, we have 10 races in total to talk about today, um, and some that are running tonight at, at Prairie Meadows, so yeah, it's a huge show. Yep, big time show. Prairie Meadows put together a fantastic card. Uh, you know, I don't know how they did it, man. I don't know what's going on, who they had to pay, or who's paying who here. But it's it's like, how the hell did this happen? I don't know. It's a great. All six races of the Iowa Festival Racing are great. Like I said, it kicks off tonight. Uh, you got Nick's Go running tonight. Uh, the Iowa Derby and Iowa Oaks both very competitive. They did a great job. So this is a big time. Uh, you know, two days of Prairie Meadows, uh, especially tonight. I think uh, slotting these races. At night, uh, we're, they're kind of the big game in town, at least for a night or two. So I, I think that was the right move. And it's going to be fun up there tonight. There's there's a lot of competitive uh, uh, races, and it's it's going to be good to bet on. Yeah, you got Prairie Meadows, of course, Gulfstream Park. Uh, you know, being a holiday weekend, you got racing all weekend long. Gulfstream has uh, the Smile Sprint, the Princess Rooney, of course, is uh, Breeders' Cup race. You've got, of course, Suburban at B- Belmont Park. You've got uh, John A. Nerud. It's a Breeders' Cup Sprint um, Challenge race, so of course you got the Prairie Meadows Saturday night and Los Al Derby. That's right, Bob Baffert. He can run somewhere, and he's running some horses <laughs> at uh, Los Al. <laughs> uh, they don't give a Crazy. shit. Uh, Los, no. Los Al Meadows. Uh, he's got uh, Defunded in there, so we'll talk a little bit about that race, and of course um, what's coming up with uh, with those Bob Baffert horses. But before we get anything on the show, because we have a big show, what's the best thing you saw today? It's got to be just the card at Prairie Meadows. Like I said, that, that you, listen, the Iowa Festival of Racing used to be very good. Every year you could count on some pretty good horses going to Iowa. 
good betting races. You get to see one or two stars, but it had really kind of went down the last two, three years, especially. It just wasn't great. To have it back and have it as a really meaningful situation where the six races that make up the two-night festival are all pretty good, you know, that's that's just good to see. There's been some really nice horses come out of that in the past. Hasn't been for a while, but uh, I'm just glad that we've got some decent ones to talk about this time. Yeah, it definitely felt like, uh, you know, obviously you watched, I mean, you don't, you watch it all the time, but for me and a lot of people that watch it when it's got good racing and whatnot, it just felt like it was definitely going south, you know, like this is mm-hmm. just, you know, cause it used, like you say, when we got into the game, it felt like there was always some good horses running on the Iowa festival, you know, good horses coming in. Um, and it just felt like it just every year got worse and worse to a point where you're like, you don't even care. Um, whereas this year it's like, kind of out of nowhere too you know there was mm-hmm. no talk there was no chatter about you know oh they're gonna do this or they're gonna they're really bringing in this or they're up in the per you know whatever like there was nothing it just was like oh nick's goes gonna be there oh you know like uh, this, these oaks horses are gonna be there like it's great you know it, it's just it's unbelievable really that they were able to do this and like legit horses like frank's rocket is like a legit <laughs> good horse um, so you might see in a long, first in a long time, uh, of course I always think of Fort Larned, you know, who, who yep. went on to win the Breeders' Cup Classic, but you might have some horses in here that, uh, you know, that maybe not like world beaters. Nick's go, you know, if he can rebound, I mean, obviously he's a, he's a Breeders' Cup Classic type of horse. If mm-hmm. he's, who the hell knows what he is right at this point after this, you know, last couple of performances, but if, you know, he obviously is a Pegasus winner uh, but yeah my point is, is you might have some horses that show up at the breeders cup that ran at prairie meadows who would have ever thought right <laughs> but it's it's gonna happen i think you'll have multiple ones uh yeah and like I said nick's gonna be the fun one um to kind of watch tonight uh yeah so it's like i said they, they provide you hey if i need to single in this race they provide a logical option but if i want to spread i have ways to beat the favorite which is something churchill downs couldn't say about their two big stakes races last week there was nobody to beat those two big horses were here there's there's a few horses you can you can play and logically make a case for to go against the heavy favorites so as far as a race card goes that's what you you i mean that's what you want and so that's uh, you know we'll just kind of go through them and see where we, we took our stands with single with, with favorites or where we tried to beat them. Yep. Uh, yeah, we'll get in obviously to a lot of those races, especially in Nick's go here in a little bit on rapid fire. Uh, I had a tie. I couldn't decide between my best thing. So I went with, obviously we can, we'll, and we'll, well, first I'll give you my best thing. And then we'll, t- I want to talk a little bit about my one a, which is Maxfield, of course, last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to say, it has to be the... Did you see the response from Naira on the Baffert stuff? Did you see that come out? No, when, no. Because basically, you know, Naira Baffert's, you know, his lawsuit or whatever against Churchill, Naira, about banning him. And and uh, I, I loved it. It was Naira came out with saying, like, listen, um, you know, and I'll read the direct quote. This is from DRF, Matt Haggerty. Uh, put this on and go to the website to to read the whole article. But basically, the the actual response was the public interest and balance of equities weigh clearly in favor of Naira. Naira is obliged to protect its investment brand and reputation and supervise activities at its racetracks in a manner that fosters the public's confidence in the safety and, and honesty of the sport. 
we'll res- we will respond through our legal filings. So I I just love the fact that it's like, no, you're not going to threaten us with this bullshit lawsuit. Like, yeah, we have a responsibility to make sure that everyone's okay with what we're putting out there. And you're not. And I just loved, I just thought, you know, cause you know, we're so used to, and Baffert's so used to, you know, people bowing down to him. And now it's like, no, no, actually we're not. He, he's learning a lesson that these bigger brands, that there's no one person as big as the brand. And Naira is that, and Churchill Downs incorporated with the Kentucky Derby, kind of wrapped into one. Nobody's bigger than that entity, right? Like, so there's nothing he, oh, you want to sue Naira? Guess what? They're, they, they're bigger than you. They're stronger than you. They're more powerful than you. And they're not going to put up with you. And I think that's the big thing. And they don't have to, you know, Belmont Park, Saratoga, you know, Hackwaduck, we'll throw them in there. They don't need Bob Baffert. Uh, and neither neither does Churchill Downs, for that matter, because you know what? Bob Baffert, you know, they're going to get 20 horses in the Kentucky Derby. They don't need Baffert, you know. So uh, I, I think they were able to take a stand financially because they knew it wouldn't affect them, really. And they did it. And so they, yeah, both of them need to be patted on the back. That's that's what has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I uh, I, I just appreciated that brand or that uh, that uh, comment about kind of the brand of Naira, and I think, like you said, we're it only takes one to start to kind of have that movement where it's like, okay, well Naira did it, and like Churchill did it first, obviously, and then Naira did it, and it's like, okay, well we can do it too, and we can do it too. You know what I mean? It's because mm-hmm. you start to have this confidence, like no, we're all willing to step up now, and I hopefully that's you know this is, this is something that continues because I, I don't know about you, but you kind of expect. At some point, you're like, well, we're just everyone's just gonna gonna, gonna put you know put this away, yeah. you know, like we're just gonna sidestep this. And at this point, Mandaloon still isn't the winner; it's still Medina Spirit of the Kentucky Derby. So um, it just kind of feels like we are just sort of sliding away. So I, I love that response. Um, so the other one, obviously, last weekend was great racing at Churchill Downs, and we had two huge performances with Maxfield and Latruska, who both stepped up and won the Breeders' Cup Challenge races, and did that did so kind of how you expected them based off of their odds and they're both in the distaff and uh and the classic Latruska we'll talk about her real quickly first because it sounds like we might even I mean maybe we'll see her in the classic at some point because they act like they're looking for horse of the year that was interesting afterwards and she definitely looked like a horse that could take on the boys I I don't know when or where that would be or what kind of race but, uh, yeah, she looked like a monster in this race. I mean, I'm talking physically. She just looked like a beast out there. Um, obviously, you learn nothing from this race, but they go and they pick up another big-time win uh, without her getting out of first gear, and that's always great. So she was fantastic. I don't know about the boys. I, I'm not. I'm just not one that's just, like, crazy about, uh, you know, them trying it. Uh, but she obviously can compete with, I would say, 90 to 95% of what we have in that division. So, uh, yeah, she's just turned into a monster. It's unbelievable. I, I, I think I yeah. keep mentioning it with her every time she wins. It's like just where she's what she started at, which was kind of like this cool little niche horse, you know, that came from overseas, and and now it's like, wow, this horse is really running well. And yeah, she just beat the hell out of him. I mean, it was like you know, she. We kind of commented we were watching it live because it's like he just he had no interest in moving her over on the start she just kind of ran down the center of the track yeah. and uh just kind of was in a race on her own and then 
fast forward later in the card to Maxfield, and gosh, I mean, this guy just continues to be, um, you know, what we kind of, or at least what the expectations were early on. Wins again, still to this day, though his only loss is that that uh, that day at the in the big caps. So, you know, what do you make of him after that race? And I'd asked you on the pod, you know, is there anything that could change your mind? in terms of how he runs this race, you know, moving forward, like, will you, is he a classic contender for you now? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he is more of so now than, than he was for sure, because, you know, he won very easily. He made a big move. Uh, Everything was positive. I mean, the horse was fantastic. You still exit that race and you go, I don't, know quite how good he is still i mean i can't really describe to you how bad those other horses were in the race this was not a good race so yes i i think he was super visually impressive he won like a horse that has more in the tank and he's gonna need it we know that but we still are just not gonna know just how high the talent level is on him until he faces somebody with a pulse (laughs) he just never has but (laughs) You can't take anything away from him. I mean, he was fantastic in this race. He did what he's supposed to do, and he does what he's supposed to do almost every time, and that's all you can ask of him. Well, it's like you and I had talked about Latruska. It's like, yeah, we were idiots because we were kind of slow on, you know, you know, she beats like she beats bottom line girl. She comes back and beats her, you know, mm-hmm. and and you kind of you still aren't sold on her, so to speak. And with Maxfield. She's obviously proven like she's. I mean, who else does she need to beat? You know, she right. beat Um, she she's beaten the hell out of the last two, so it's like she's kind of got that. But it's like with Maxfield, you're still kind of like you're saying, like it's one of those instances where yeah, he's doing it all very easily, but he hasn't faced anything, mm-hmm. and you would think he's. I mean, he's dominating these races, but you still don't know until you know. Like we not we talked about after the race, it's like what what happens when he needs to. You know, let's just pretend it's a classic. He needs to get get to uh, Hot Rod, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he's got essential quality right on his outside or whatever. They're both going. Um, you know, you've got some legit horses that you've got to, to catch slash run with. It's just that's a whole different ballgame. So you're going to want to test, right? Like, I, I think Saratoga is where we're going to find out, you know, what he's made of, mm-hmm. how many stones he's got, if he's good enough to compete with these this level. Yeah. And then from there, I think you can make a better decision. But right now, it's like, to me, it's like I might play against them next time out. I'm not for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I we'll see where they spot him. They've done a good job spotting him up to this point. I think they will again. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. He's exciting though. He he always. I mean, he's just he's a monster. He he is, and he he's he's yeah. He's kind of just becoming. He I don't know. Like he he's becoming that one. It's like I think he is the way he's winning these races, especially the last two, I think he may be more so now than, than ever. I'm like, I think he is like, we're just really, really good. It's good to be Godolphin right now. I mean, you yeah, got, we got mystic guide. We're going to talk about here in a little bit with the suburban of course, you max filled. Um, and of course, central quality. I mean, for yeah. three, three legit, uh, well, really three, not only three legit horses that could win the classics, three legit horses that could win the horse of the year honors as well. Yeah. So, I mean, not shocking at all for any of those three to win. Um, so, yeah, it's good. You know, Godolphin, uh, I think they've got it figured out over there. All right, <laughs> let's get to it. Today's show, we preview the 400K Suburban Stakes at Belmont Park, a Breeders' Cup winning your in challenge series event for the Longines Classic. And then we're going to get some rapid fire selections. Big, big rapid fire for the remaining stakes action this weekend at Belmont Park. 
uh, Gulfstream Park, Los Al. Yes, that's right, Los Al. And, of course, Prairie Meadows. Let's go! Let's go Saturday at Belmont Park. Race 10 Suburban Stakes. Grade 2 worth 400K for four-year-olds and up. Going to Mountain Quarter. This is a Breeders' Cup win in your event for the Breeders' Cup Classic. Small field, field of six, but it's a good field in terms of, again, you know, we talked about last weekend with Maxfield. Got a few in here with legit, uh, you know, classic potential, classic winning potential. Number one, Mystic Guide, Maxfield Stablemate is your even money morning line favorite. Six to five on Happy Saver to the outside, the sixth horse for Todd Pletcher. Unbeaten mm -hmm. Happy Saver. And really, that's it. I mean, Moretti, you know, informative, prioritize, and then, of course, Max Player, you're, you key that horse in third right now. Uh, but what do you think of this field, and what do you think of the, you know, because to me, it's a two-horse race. you got to decide who's going to win. Yeah, I mean, it is a two-horse race, and what I think of the field, it's very not good at all, except for two horses right. that I think are elite. And I think, I think it's the morning line's correct, you know, <laughs> I think. One's six to five, one's even money, and it's just going to be uh, who can beat who. This is actually a rematch from the Jockey Club Gold Cup last year where Happy Saver did beat Mystic Guide. Uh, the big difference is Mystic Guide has come back to look like a monster this year. Uh, kicked off the season with, a, with an impressive win at Oakland Park and the Razorback and then dominated in the Dubai World Cup. To me, it all comes down to the Dubai bounce. Will Mystic Guide show up and not be ready to run quite as well? And then, then Happy Saver can kind of take advantage of that. But I think if Mystic Guide's on his best, he's going to win. Um, so I put him on top. I don't really think they would enter him in a race like this if they didn't think he was doing really well. Um, I just think he's a little better than Happy Saver this year, and I think I think he'll get the job done. Yeah, I mean, it's no secret that it seems like it's between these two horses. Uh, I, I went back and forth, to be honest with you. It it depends for me. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how these horses are bet. And, you know, I imagine Mystic Guide will stay the favorite. But uh, the bottom line for me was like, okay, Happy Saver has never lost. Happy Saver, you know, has is 1-0 against Mystic Guide. Uh, we know can run at this distance. We know likes Belmont Park. Um, you know, it has a little bit of a freshener advantage here you know ran in uh in the end of may whereas we haven't seen mystic guide since dubai like you mentioned uh you see so you, and you kind of have it's like if you're gonna beat them maybe this is the time you beat them whenever mystic guide is coming off that dubai bounce um so for me i went with happy saver i, I i'm kind of in the same boat i, I don't know that pletcher would have entered this horse here if he didn't think the horse was gonna be uh ready you know ready to go and obviously is a very I mean, you look at who this horse, uh, you know, what this horse has done since debut, and it's just, like, very, very consistent, obviously winning, but just does it really professional. Like, looks like that kind of horse that you would want, um, you know, going up against a horse like Mystic Guide. So, for me, you go either way. Obviously, if I'm, play I'm playing multis, I'm playing both of them, uh, and I think you move on. I, I do think both these horses are legit good enough to win obviously the classic good enough to be i mean happy saver we just don't know how good happy saver is yeah absolutely i i, I think that's the big the big question mark i i think happy saver is kind of a maxfield in a way where it's like yeah he's winning races he's he's done it pretty impressively um but you know this is like his first like real test and yes i know he beat mystic guide last year 
But that horse is not the same as what he is right now. He's gotten better. And Happy Saver could have gotten just as much better, and we're going to find out here. So to that point, can Matt, can Mystic Guy win running his B race? I don't think so. I think it, does he need like his A plus? Maybe not. But he's going to have to show up and run better than a B race. I think a B race gets him beat here, and I think that's probably why you picked Happy Saver, right? Yep, exactly. And the other thing is. I thought it was interesting. I don't like Moretti in this race. It makes sense because the horse like runs, you know, this kind of distance. But I wonder if you can, because there's no pace in the race, right? Like there's really none, especially for a small, you know, small field. I wonder if Moretti is going to going to be sent, drawing that one hole has shown speed early on in in, in previous uh, races. Maybe he sends for Pletcher to secure that pace and let the happy saver kind of you know sit off i i don't see happy saver going to lead and i don't really necessarily see mystic guide going to the lead either so kind of feels like they're kind of trying to set this race up for happy saver in terms of entering moretti yeah i thought moretti was very interesting you know to pop up here that i the only thing I think it's it's either what you said or it's just it's a six horse field. It's a grade two race. You know, this horse is not bad. He's probably better than the rest of the other ones. I mean, he can get third real easy. And if one of these big favorites don't run well, and then he, all of a sudden he's second. I mean, that's and that's pretty good. It's probably better than he could do, you know, entering him anywhere else. So, yeah, um, he's not a horrible alternative. I don't think he can beat him, but. You kind of know what you're going to get from Moretti. Second off the layoff today as well, so he could improve. Flavian Pratt gets aboard. I think that's good as well. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think I think they'll send this horse and, and see how far that uh, he can take him. The one, the one big thing that you have to at least have in the back here, at least I do, uh, for Happy Saver is that we don't, you know, you have the Lasix, you know, first off, so we don't know necessarily mm-hmm. if that's going to have an impact or not. Uh, of course, when this horse ran in, in stakes race last year, um, that was, the Lasix rule wasn't in effect. So, you know, now no Lasix. We've seen Mystic mm-hmm. Guide run without Lasix. Um, so you can kind of know, obviously, we, we know what Mr. Moretti will do, at least how he ran last time in the Brooklyn without Lasix. So I guess that's kind of the other thing. How is Happy Saver going to handle that? Probably okay. Yeah, I mean, to me, I'm at the, at the, I'm at the point with the Lasix stuff where it's like I just have to assume right there it's going to be fine you know you can't really predict yeah. that right um no. so you kind of just have to assume that he's it's going to be fine but uh to me it's either way and and honestly i asked you this question last week with with maxfield and you said kind of you, you're and you're kind of stuck by it you know you're still kind of wait and see he did what he, you kind of thought we, he was going to do but you know we need to see him face more obviously mr guide has proved a ton and happy saver it's proved some, but has more to prove. Like, what are you taking out of this race, depending on who wins? Well, I mean, if Mystic Guide keeps running like he has been and wins this one easy, he's the number one horse. I mean, he's number one right now in that handicap division for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could just, you know, kind of reaffirm that. But Happy Saver, obviously, with a win here, gets jumps into the to the fray big time. You know, all of a sudden, Happy Saver is right there with a Mystic Guide, you know, with Maxfield, with Central Quality, Hot Rod Charlie, things like that. And you know, in the mix for the classic. So uh, it's a big time race. Uh, these two have something to gain here where Maxfield, yeah, uh, you know, last week, he kind of just had everything to lose. And then if he won, then he wasn't going to get a ton of credit anyway. 
you know, if Happy Saver knocks off the Dubai World Cup winner, uh, that's how you get credit, you know. <laughs> and if Mystic God makes it three in a row after already proving he's pretty good this year, I mean, that's that's how you get credit. So it's a big race. You might say it's six horses. It sucks. I hate it. I don't know why we can't get more horses. But it, as far as these two, I mean, they're really, really good. Yeah. I mean, I think if Happy Saver goes and wins and, and beats him again, it's just you have to happy yeah. saver has to be i mean he's he's the top one of the, if not the top the one of the top contenders because he's knocked off the top horse twice you know so um I, and considering who is trained by you got to think that horse has got some very untapped and very real um you know mm-hmm. expectations uh moving forward because geez i mean if he like i say if he does it twice two of the last three efforts and you happen to beat you know mystic guide both times i mean i think that's that's nothing you can it's at the distance that the classic's going to be ran at um yep yeah it's yeah it's huge so i'm with you i think i don't necessarily think even if happy saver loses it's like well i mean he's still an okay horse assuming he finishes second and runs a good race it's just like well mystic guy is just a beast um i think there's more to gain by both these horses uh, I don't know. For for me, I'm on the wait and see approach with the Dubai. With I think there's if there's an opportunity here to beat uh, Mystic Guide, I'm gonna try. But I'm gonna use both of them in my multis. Happy Saver for me. <laughs> Time for rapid fire presented by. by six or seven the legend returns that's right if you're like who the hell is that horse ette indian is how you, you know a lot of people pronounce it but it's, i think it's ette indian not seen since last running fourth at goldstream park on june 10th 2020 of course this was your fountain of youth winner back in the triple crown trail last year ette indian returns sunday in race nine at goldstream park the bob a poofery turf stakes yeah. turf sprint stakes five furlongs on the turf for this horse so five furlong turf sprint this horse comes back i saw it on the uh, come pop up on the entries it's like holy shit this horse is alive <laughs> couldn't believe it yeah cannot believe it that's my boy man it's that horse saved me from last place yeah. last uh last year i guess it was him at maxfield really but you know when he won that it's like okay i'm safe um, but yeah, he was, uh, he was like, you know, and he, he, he was respectable in the, uh, in the Florida Derby finished third yeah. to, to tis the law. And you're like, all right. And then he just, I mean, of course in- injuries and sucked and then it's fast horse. So maybe on the turf, uh, you know, obviously being Coney is a good turf sprinter or turf trainer. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I, it's, I will definitely for personal reasons only. We'll definitely be watching that race very closely. I cannot wait. Yeah, he's he won on debut going five furlongs on the turf. So we'll see. I don't I don't I mean it's been a long time since we've seen him five furlongs on the turf, so we'll see how he runs. But he has the yeah. one at the distance. So there's something. All right, let's kick things off. Let's go to, let's uh tonight. So if you're you're listening to this tonight, right now, tonight, Friday night, Iowa, Prairie Meadows. I wish we were there. It's the Iowa Festival of Racing. The Iowa Derby kicks things off, race six. This is, uh, we're 250K for three-year-olds going to 116th miles. 
Proxy, The One Horse, Bourbon Thunder, and Snow Ass, which I know you're bummed about. All of Scratch from the race. Yeah, you have Nova Rags to the outside. Super Stock, your Arkansas Derby winner. That's right. Uh, the Arkansas Derby winner. Super Stock will probably be the favorite of this race at post time. So what do you think? Yeah, I, I like Snowhouse a lot. That's who I was going to pick. Unfortunately, Scratch. I'm going to go with number nine, Nova Rags now. Um, I really hate Superstock. I'm not going to pick Superstock to win. I mean, I, if you want to use him defensively, that's okay. But a really, really weak winner of the Arkansas Derby. One of the weakest, I say the weakest Arkansas Derby I've ever seen. And did no running in the Kentucky Derby and then sucked last time out in this prestigious Texas Derby. So now <laughs> from Texas to Iowa, the Iowa Derby, uh, Iowa. I think Superstock, I mean, I think you got to beat this horse. I went over Rags. Nova Rags, I, I think from a class standpoint, I'll take him over Superstock even because the horse has been in, in big races, you know, usually runs well, pretty consistent. Um, you know, Promise Keeper lost to him two starts back. Promise Keeper came back to run pretty decent in the Ohio Derby. Um, Junior Alvarado is coming in to ride for Bill Mott. Bill Mott's brought a lot of horses here for these two days. Um, I like Nova Rags. I'm going to take, take a shot with Nova Rags. Yeah, uh, that was my pick even before the scratch. So it's unfortunate because now you're getting, you're not going to get five to one on over eggs. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was hoping to get somewhere in that ballpark. But yeah, I, I mean, he's just a very honest horse. Uh, you know, he's not great. He's not bad. Um, you know, finished third in the Woody Stevens, of course, way back from Drain the Clock. But, you know, third to Jackie's Warrior and Drain the Clock. He finished second to Promise Keeper, like you mentioned. Um, you know, Florida Derby, he... You know, known agenda, soup and sandwich, greatest honor. That's not any much, not much to write home about. Stephen F. Davis, you know, it's like he he just kind of runs his race. Of course, he won the Pasco. Uh, I thought he was really good in the Peter Pan. You know, he just, uh, he just not good enough. But there's no promise keeper in this race. Like if promise keepers in this race, he's he's a, he's a favorite, no doubt. So um, this distance, obviously, that's that was the same distance. Uh, or running at a mile eight that day. Uh, mile 16th today, which he's finished second in the uh, in San Jose Davis. So, I mean, to me, he wants longer than seven furlongs that he got last time out. And just from a class angle, he's, to me, he's the class of the race. So, um, I don't love him. I, I, I just felt like he was the best horse in the race of a very weak Iowa Derby. Um, but this is the kind of race that you see a horse like Nova Rags. Like, it was like, okay, can't win the Woody Stevens. The Peter Pan was a pretty decent race this year. The Florida Derby obviously can't. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it's the Iowa. The Iowa, the Iowa Derby that this horse can finally get through. So, feels like he's the best of what's left, right? I Yeah, I think I think he is. I mean, I'm going to take him over Super Slack. I think Gagetown for Brad Cox, that's another one I, I would kind of look at as well. Like, I, yep. Yeah, he's interesting. I would go deep in this race. I, I just, <laughs> Super Slack's not reliable, and Nova Rags really isn't either. So <laughs> if you can find somebody else to jump up and run a big race, I, they, they definitely can be beat. But you love the fact that, uh, of course, there's a lot of uh, jockeys here for these two days. But oh, yeah. You love the fact that Junior's on the horse, uh, you know, who's he's ridden the guy the last three starts, so yep. this will be his fourth. So you love that. Uh, so, yeah, you and I are both on number nine, Nova Rags. Let's go to the next race, which is race seven. And that, of course, is the Iowa Oaks. Raid three, we're 225K for Phillies, three-year-olds going one and one sixteenth miles. Field of seven lines up for this one. Two to one on Pauline's Pearl. Five to two on Army Wife. Five to one on The Grass is Blue. Uh, Olivia of the Desert at six to one. Windmill at eight to one. 
To me, it came down to Pauling's Pearl and Army Wife. Were you between those two as well? Absolutely. I think it's a two-horse race between those two. I put Army Wife on top. I, I think Army Wife, uh, you know, the race last time out with the Black Eyed Susan, I think she kind of showed that she's got another gear to her where I don't know if we've seen that from Pauline's Pearl. Uh, you know, good horse for sure, but I don't know if we've seen just that next step like Army Wife uh, took in the Black Eyed Susan. I think it's a really logical spot for Army Wife to show up in. I think she gets it done here. I... I I really hope we get somewhere close to five to two. I think that's pretty good value on that horse. Yeah. Um, I was on, I, this one was tough for me. I ended up going with Pauling's Pearl. I, the Oaks was awful. Um, Non-effort, really. Uh, but really, uh, the races leading up to that, she was really damn good. I mean, not great. I mean, she was what she was. Of course, winning the Fantasy, finished second in the Honey Bee you know won the, the her main special way she was like evolving and obviously stone street with aspies in a tappet horse like she's got expectations obviously so um i th- i think if she can bring that fantasy race here the race prior to the oaks like to me she's the best horse in the race um it's just a matter of who we're gonna see here you know when she was very consistent at fairgrounds in oakland and then we got to churchill and it was just like i said awful but you gotta assume she's she can rebound here. Um, likes this distance, obviously, and you get Santana in, you know. And again, that's the nice thing about this, these these days. You you you've got a lot of the jockeys that are following the horses. So at Steve Aspies and Santana at Prairie Meadows, they're very good at Prairie Meadows when they team up. So I like number two, Pauline's Pearl. Next up, let's go to race eight, the Prairie Meadows tonight. Cornhusker handicap grade three with 300k for three year olds and upward, going one and one eighth miles. And yes, you are about to hear this correctly. <laughs> Number five, Nick's Go is your even money morning line favorite. Runs tonight at Prairie Motors. Let's say that one more time. Nick's Go, the Pegasus World Cup champion. Nick's Go. The same horse that just ran, still just, you know, just ran in the Met Mile, is running here at Prairie Motors tonight. Nick's Go, where did you end up going with this race? Like, are you on the, it's Nick's Go. I don't care that he was bad last time. It's Nick's Go. He's at Prairie Meadows. I'm picking him, or you're like, there's an issue here. I'm trying to beat him. I I can't imagine there being an issue with a Breeders' Cup winner and a Pegasus winner, and there's an issue with the horse, and they say, you know what? Even though he's got some issues, let's take him to Prairie Meadows and run him in the Cornhusker handicap. Like, I kind of started to look at it, like, I because I know immediately when people see horses like this show up in, in a track like this, they go, oh, he must be, he must be bad, in bad shape. I don't look at it that way with him because why would you mess with sending him up here if you didn't think he was going to win? There's no reason to go try to win the Cornhusker. I think they just sent him up here and they thought, okay, we're going to get an easy win with him. Uh, we're going to get him back on track confidence-wise. He gets two turns again, and, and those two races were one turn, and for whatever reason, he didn't run well in either one of them, so maybe the two turns will help. I, I couldn't go against him. I put Nick's go in front. I would not blame anybody that you try to beat him, but he's simply more talented than the rest of these horses. And again, I, I'll just go with the logic of if they're sending this horse to Iowa and they're serious about it, and the horse showed up like three days before the race, like they they think he's still a good horse and they think he's going to win this one. Yeah, I I uh, I set that up, but I definitely am on the on the in the the ball like on the side of saying okay he's here i think this is like a 
we need like this horse needs another win needs a win and it's an easy field three hundred thousand dollar race it's like why not take him here he's doing great take him here and try to you know try to win a grade three uh you know 300k yeah. race like and what's funny is it, it's it's starting to come true in a way like you know like you and i of course we i we know people and you can talk to people and it's like yeah you know like he thinks he's gonna win the met mile obviously but he's like he's a little worried about you know brad cox it's like a little he's a little worried that about the the turns like you know the one turn like he thinks he's a more of a two-turn horse and you're kind of like really like i mean sure like he seems like he's a fast sprinter and he's gonna like, the one turn be fine well like you said the saudi cup and the met mile being one turn races even though the saudi cup was longer it's still it's like okay maybe this horse is is better around two turns like he thrives in the turns so yeah. whatever the reason is he's back to two turns he's he, you know obviously this is kind of his bread and butter here um i just think he kind of runs these horses to the ground and i don't necessarily think brad cox like you said is going to one send him here if he's not doing well Two, bring make sure rosario's on on him again um why wait you know if he's you obviously think there's got to be bigger goals right than prairie meadows so if there's an issue you're not going to mess with a race here and further messing up you know hurting the horse and, and put him out of the whole year um so to me i think this is an easy single should but we'll see i mean he was god awful in the met mile so he will have to rebound from that it, that is a fact is this a case where like you mentioned earlier with maxfield where he has like well he kind of had a lot to lose and not much to gain by winning the stephen foster I mean, this is very much that, right? For Nick's go. <laughs> if he loses here, it's over. Like, he's done. Yeah, the the, the ride's up. I guess right? he has everything to lose. I, I would say with him, if he goes out and wins by like five or six, he, he kind of gains back the, okay, maybe he's still a player in this thing. So he does have something to gain here, but he, he, he has a lot. To, if he loses this, they will retire him. <laughs> At least they need to. <laughs> Yeah, because he's lost two. That'd be three straight losses. And if you go to Prairie, I mean, if you lose Saudi, that you know that's one thing. You lose the Met Mile. Well, it wasn't great, but it's still the Met Mile. You lose. You go send the horse to Prairie Meadows in the Cornhusker, screen. You can't win that against yeah. Rated R Superstar and Modernist. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Tenfold Last Judgment. Like, if you can't beat these horses. And your Knicks go, then yeah, you need to go. It, it needs to be over. The, yep. the, the, the jig is up, dude. Yep. Like it's time, it's time to retire. So you and I are both on yep. Knicks go. We'll see what happens tonight at Prairie Meadows. Right, let's move it along to Saturday, July 3rd, Gulfstream Park. We have two races to talk about at Gulfstream Park. Race 10, the Smile Sprint Invitational Stakes, grade three. We're 200 k for three-year-olds and up, going six furlongs, field of eight. Lined up for this one, five to two on Diamond Oops, the, the old turf slash dirt horse. Nine to two on Double Crown, four to one on Miles Ahead, three to one on Chance It. What do you, this one was was tough for me um, because it's like Diamond Oops, I like. I've always liked Diamond Oops a little bit, but I don't know. Like, I don't know how well you can trust him here. Yeah, I did not put Diamond Oops on top. I do think that's a horse you have to use. He, he's logical here. I actually went number one, Frosted Grace, on top in the spot. Frosted Grace has been close uh, several times, uh, you know, and he's also been pretty good at Gulfstream Park. So you look at the race, two races back, almost won uh, in, a, in, a, in a 100K stakes race. This was defeated narrowly by Basin. Uh, you know, three races back was second to Machidis Alex. Uh, you know, 
I think now you've caught a field that he can upset. And I think six to one is the right price. Like I said, Diamond Hoops, I have a lot of respect for that horse, but I think he's kind of beatable here as far as the win end. Uh, I didn't really love his race last time out. I know it was kind of just a prep for this one. He wasn't all out. But I kind of think Frosted Grace is, is in form and can pull off the upset here at six to one. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this one is this one's difficult, um, to say the least. Uh, I, I think makes total sense we're trying to pull an upset um i'm with you on diamond oops i even though it was visually okay um you like you know get floated right here horses ran in tougher races has won tougher races but just like i you can't i don't know you just can't trust this horse very well for some reason and and, and it's like i don't know if it's the flip-flopping on surfaces yeah. for me um they can't really get a good like idea of what he's going to run he runs you know some some strong races like you look at the turf sprint the church of downs on the turf it's like okay he runs like he flies late you know and can't get there and it's like well there's always like he runs okay then he runs great then he runs really bad it's like okay i need to try to beat this horse i went with number four chance it strictly off of the, the savvy joseph Saez. i mean is there, you feel like this horse you know, off of the long layoff last time out, almost wins, gets beat by Double Crown. He's also in this race. Uh, ran an 89 buyer in, on debut. Uh, first time we'd seen that horse since March 20, 2020 um, and ran just in May uh, earlier this year. So I got to think the horse is going to be very tough on the front end or at least close to the front end. For Safi Joseph at Gulfstream Park, the horse, you know, has run four starts or seven starts at Gulfstream, four wins, three seconds. Uh, and at the distance, two starts, one win, one second. So it's right up the horse's, horse's alley. You got to think the horse is going to improve off the, the second off. So, and it helps when the horse is trained by Savvy Joseph and it has three straight bullet work. So I got to think the horse is ready to fire. So I'm going to take number four, chance it. Next race, Goldstream Park, race 11, the Princess Rooney Invitation Stakes, a grade two. We're 350K for Phillies and Mares, three year olds, and up going seven furlongs. This is a Breeders' Cup winning your in event for the Philly and Mares sprint. It's a good one, too. Field of eight. Lines up for this one. Five to two on the one horse. Estilio Talienzo, six to one on This Is My Life. Four to one on Pacific Gale. Three to one on CC. Seven to two on Laura's Light. Uh, Sound Machine, as for Safi, a horse that uh, I looked at a little bit at 12, nice little price at 12 to one. Where'd you go with this Breeders' Cup race? Well, I think Laura's Light is the one to beat here. I, I, I like this horse, and I think we're going to get every bit of that seven to two price because of CC. Uh, you know, and, and obviously the favorite on the rails. So six Laura's light. I listen, I was there live and in person when she made her dirt debut accidentally last time out and then off the turf race. And she was fantastic. I, I would venture to say it was one of her better efforts and she had been running pretty well on the turf, but I was impressed by that performance uh, fr from Laura's light. I think she turns around here and gets the job done. I really like her at the seven furlongs distance too. So I think she's going to be tough in the spot. Yeah, you know, I, she was my pick. I definitely wanted to try to beat CC. She, Laura's Light at 7 2, you know, that day. You know, my issue with her ultimately, why I didn't pick Laura's Light, I, and I, I, I initially was going to, is that we still don't know. Obviously, we don't know what she is on like a fast surface. Um, obviously, it was sloppy that day. It was, you know, you can vouch for that. It's very, very muddy. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, obviously a turf horse by kind of her calling there than synthetics when she's not been on turf. So we really don't know what she is on a dirt fast track. All accounts, she should be very good. And you love that Flo is riding again. So 
she's definitely a play if 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 you know if you can play multiples in here laura's light at seven two is a great value i end up picking the one horse stilio italian so i just thought the way this horse has been running the last you know several races especially since kind of upping the class you know again going to the madison of course the derby uh, city distaff and then the better roses really has been really good i mean yeah she got beat um you know in the in the madison but you know she ran against a really good horse and ran a good second and then you know two back she's you know, gets beat by gamine sconson came back to win um, and then, of course, she comes back to win the Better Roses. So that was obviously a very nice race. you got to like the fact that um, you get Castellano. I think the issue for me is she's got... Like, I'm playing her, but I'm cautiously playing her. She's got seven starts at this distance, five seconds. So you got to think she kind of likes to hang a little bit. So I, mm -hmm. use her. I'm using her on top. I will be keying her as well underneath, and I'm going to be using a few of these uh, as well because I think Laura's Light, you're going to kick yourself if she wins at 7-2 and you didn't play her. So I like Laura's Light, I, but I end up picking number one, Estilio Talianso on top. All right, let's go back to Prairie Meadows. On Saturday this time, race eight, the Iowa Sprint Stakes worth 100K going six furlongs. Field of nine lines up here, nine to five on special reserve uh, for Mike Maker. We talked you know, with some of the back class with... Uh, with some of these horses we've been talking about, Special Reserve has been in some of that. So she she comes, uh, or he comes to uh, to Prairie Meadows now, and you got seven to two on Mojo Man, uh, Quick Tempos twelve to one, three to one Empire of Gold, uh, Mr. Jagermeister is at eight to one. Are you is Special Reserve the play here for you, or are you trying to beat him? I'm gonna try to beat Special Reserve, and this may be pretty stupid because the horse has looked decent uh, in the last three or four starts. I'm going to go with a local horse, and you're really going to laugh at this one. I'm going to go with a 10-to-1 shot, number three, Greeley and Ben. I'm going to put this horse on top. Has won four straight races. Uh, the last three have come over this track. He also won a Sir Lounge race at Oakland Park. I get that this is a jump up. I really do. But I, once you get past Special Reserve, I don't really like a whole lot else in here. Um, Carl Broberg, since he claimed this horse for $10,000, by the way, has won five out of six races uh, with this horse. Um, he doesn't just throw them in for no reason. He, you know, Broberg has been hot at Prairie. He's hot everywhere. I kind of think this horse has got a shot to pull an upset. You look at this race, there's a ton of speed. And what does this horse like to do? Kind of just sit right off that speed and pounce. I think if they come back to him a little bit, I think this horse has got a big shot. So I went with a 10 to 1 shot, number three, Greeley and Ben on top. You know how crazy I think you are? I think you're so crazy that I picked the horse too. So how oh. about that? That's the horse I picked. That's unbelievable. Yeah. No, and that's pretty funny because I'm not, you know, you're the prairie guy for sure. And I, yeah. and I, it, I just don't know. This race to me smelt like a local type of race where it's like this horse has been really good it's gonna be like kind of you know he goes in zone athletics you know carl broberg like you know you may you know you know what those guys are about and so it's like three straight wins for the horse has been really good and it's like special reserve like was really good last time out at pimlico but it's just like do you really trust him you know like other than that race the horses ran just like good races not great and I mean, this horse, the local, like, totally could win here. So, it's a 10 to 1. I'm hoping that you get a lot of that value because of having a horse like Special Reserve who 
you know, deservingly is the favorite, but can be beat. I think I, I love the idea of trying to beat this horse. I, do you think we're going to get 10 to one? I mean, you're the local guy. Do you think 10 to one's doable? No, I'd say about five or six though. Special reserve is probably going to be like three to five or four to five. Mojo man will take money. Empire Gold will take money. I, I think really it will be like the fourth or fifth choice. So like six to one right around in that See, range. To me, that's, if you're if you're talking three to five or four to five on special reserve, that's an auto play against. So then you just try to beat them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't hate special reserve really, but it it's just a situation where you're right. If you don't run back to that last number, his numbers are the exact same as Greeley and Ben, and one's gonna be three to five, and one's gonna be six, seven to one. We're thinking. So, I, I mean. I, I'm with you. I just, I'm, I'm with you. Like, there's always a local that'll win one of these races or maybe two. I think this is one where there's a good shot that it could happen. You're just biased because this horse beat Welder last time out. That's right. The horse did beat Welder last time out. He's got the back class right there. I mean, how much more do you need? He beat Welder. That's so, right. So, uh, that's, right. that's all you really need. So, yeah, we are, we, me and Halterman are going to try to pull off an upset here with the local number three, Greeley and Ben. You know, one interesting thing I'll point out about that, this horse was two to five to beat Welder. So not only did he win, like they thought he would yeah, win. to beat Welder. And that's really something when you talk about Welder's in an allowance at Prairie Meadows and there's a horse that's two to five in it, you know? Yeah, it tells you a lot about kind of what the word is of this horse, right? So it'd be interesting to yeah. see what he's actually bet at yeah. because like if that's the case, I mean, like that's a good, a good, example because i mean obviously everyone knows welder and for this horse to still be counted i wonder how much local money is going to be bet on this horse and this is this is like he's coming to the race for him like off a layoff he runs every two weeks <laughs> like, <laughs> like between races let's Fresh, see 13 man. days eight eight days 27 14 14 14 and now 28 so <laughs> It's a layoff for him. Uh, let's go to the next race. Race nine, Prairie Meadows Saturday night, Sailorville Stakes. Worth 100K for Phillies and Mayors, three-year-olds and up going six furlongs. It's a Breeders' Cup. No, it's not. But it could be a Breeders' Cup winning you're in for the Philly Mayors Sprint, right? Because you've got a horse in here. Number five, Frank's Rockette. Your three to five morning line favorite. Uh, that's right. Frank's Rockette. It's crazy. Bill Mott, Junior Alvarado uh, in to ride, of course. What do you think uh, Junior's staying at uh, in Prey? Hopefully. He's got the, where do you, the Holiday Inn? What do you think? Across the street? Hopefully not the Econo Lodge across the street. It's pretty bad. <laughs> but uh, these guys are like, what are we doing here? Fucking, you know, like Altoona, Iowa. We're staying. What do you got us doing here? But uh, no, the purses are worth it, I guess. But yeah, Frank's Rockette. Do you think he can beat Saguaro Road? That's kind of the, the horse to beat there on the inside for Brad Cox. Yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll say this. I'll make she. it quick on Frank Rockette. I'm not going against her. I think she's going to be too tough. And it's it's too it's always two things. I want to be very clear on something. How good is the favorite is always number one. And in this case, she is pretty good, but she also has lost two in a row. So it's like, okay, she's not unbeatable. But then the next question is always who else is in the race? And there's just isn't anything in this race. That was the Maxfield thing last week for me. Is Maxfield beatable? Yeah, we saw him when he was in a good race. Santa Anita, he got beat. But then you go and go, okay, maybe I can try to beat him. And then you look and it's like, no, I have no shot. That's how I look at this with Frank Charquette. I mean, I just think she's a standout no matter how you look at it. Now, listen, if you're serious, note, if you are heading to Iowa, uh, and I had somebody on Rocket Hour that was heading to Iowa earlier uh, uh, today, 
go to Jethro's to eat right across the street. It's a barbecue spot. 100. Yeah, it's it's great barbecue. They do they have a few other things too. Great drinks. Jethro's across the street from uh, Prairie Meadows. That's where you need to eat. And then to stay, Al- Altoona water. That Altoona water. Altoona ice water. Yeah, that's that's very it's good. Insane, no, or is it? Lake water, Altoona Lake water, maybe. Lake, it means, is that Lake water? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I think it is Lake water. But anyway, but dude, the the yeah. wings are legit. The yep. nachos are amazing. Gosh, I would I would go to Iowa right now just mostly for that. To yeah. be honest with you, definitely, definitely eat at Jethro's if you can stay at the casino. That's that's pretty nice as well. But anyway, uh, Frank's Rockette for me. I don't think she can get beat. Yeah, no, she's uh, to me she's easily the one to. To play here, and again, like she's definitely—I mean, she's shown like—I wouldn't say you know, maybe not superstar, but she's—I mean, she's a, a Saratoga winner, Greatest Stakes winner, obviously ran the Breeders' Cup Sprint last year. Of course, wasn't good at all against the boys, um, but she's obviously a very, very talented horse. And you got to think Breeders' Cup Philly Mare Sprint is the logical spot where they're going to try to get this horse too. She—I mean, the fact that she shows up here—I I look at this a lot, like you said, with. Uh, with Maxfield, um, and really kind of like Nick's go a little bit too, where it's like, it, well, if she's here, um, there, there's, <laughs> she's not, you know, especially a guy like Bill Mont, he's not going to run this horse if she's got any, if there's any in, in, inclinations that she's not doing well. Um, there's no Sconson in here. There's no Edgeway in here. Um, there's, <laughs> there's not anything close to those, to be honest. So I think she's going to be uh, pretty damn easy to, to win here. So number five, Frank's Ruckett. All right, let's go to Sunday, July 4th. Happy 4th of July to everybody. Uh, Sunday, July 4th, Belmont Park. We've got another Breeders' Cup race to talk about. The John A. Rude Stakes Grade 2 for worth 250K for four-year-olds and up going seven furlongs, and it is a Breeders' Cup winning your end for the Breeders' Cup Sprint. All right, Halterman, you tell me. Field of seven lines up for this one. For Rinse Fire, another short price here at three to five. Five to one, a mind control. Eight to one, a wicked trick. Three technique is sitting there at ten to one. Uh, what do you top seed a horse that you know ran well against uh, Happy Saver last time out uh, at twelve to one? There's a price. Uh, you know, Friends Fire so good at Belmont Park. Are you going to play him here again? I just again, I you don't really have a lot of options, right? This is not a great field, and he is so good at Belmont. He's won seven out of ten uh, lifetime starts at Belmont Park, four in a row uh, at Belmont Park. He's won two in a row overall and beat horses that are better than what he's facing here he'll just have to not show up for you to beat him i mean honestly if i was going to take a shot it would be with three technique at 10 to 1 um but i don't have any visions of 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 three technique beating frenzy fire i just think he's the best of the rest uh i think frenzy fire wins this pretty easily it's hard to you know, it, it, he wins at Belmont. He's got 10 starts at Belmont. He's got seven wins. Or 10 starts at Belmont, seven wins. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just very, very good, at, especially right now. I mean, he's he's one of those horses, like, you know, that this, the for, formerly trained by service that's like, yeah, he, he was really good no matter what. And, uh, and, and he's showing that because yep. he's won... You know, he's won two, uh, his last two starts. Of course, he finished third or second um, prior to that. He's won three of his last five. The other two were third and second. I mean, the horse is obviously running very well right now. Uh, he, we were there. We won the True North. He looked really good. Um, he did it like you expected him to do. And it's Belmont Park, and it's hard to imagine he won't. Uh, for me, if you aren't interested in playing the three to five, I mentioned the horse. I I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I like the... Uh, 
Uh, three technique was interesting. I kind of like, I think top seed is interesting too. Um, yeah, like I said, it has that happy saver bat class um, who ran, uh, obviously is running uh, on Saturday in Suburban. Beat uh, three technique in that race. Top seed ran a huge race that day. A really improved race. Jose Ortiz jumped on him that day and, and he's uh, running um, riding on him, on him in, again here. So to me, if at 12 to 1, I don't think you're going to get 12 to 1, but it will be a price. So if you're trying to, you know, pull off an upset, I think he's logical um, and you might get a little bit of value there. But for me, I'm, I mean, I think for Ren's fire, gate to wire, I don't think it's, especially drawing the rail, like he's going to go. Irad's going to ride him out of the gate and he's going to be gone. So you're going to have to try to catch Ren's fire. I don't think they will. And finally, let's go to Los Alamitos on Sunday. Race for Los Alamitos Derby Grade 3 with 150K for three reels going to one and one eighth miles. Field of five lined up for this one. Two of those horses trained by Bob Baffert. It's, yeah, that's right. Bob Baffert is training horses still. They're just wherever he can run them. And now he can run them at Los Al. Classier, the big time horse that uh, was not so big time last time out. And then, of course, he's got Defunded, the horse that uh, seems like he's just done everything to lose a race and can't quite break through. But maybe this is finally it. Uh, also in here, you've got... Uh, it's my house. Sadler's got back ring luck, and Doug O'Neill's got ingest. But really, it, I mean, Baffert's dominated this race uh, over the year. I think this is maybe he's won four. I think the last four years, I want to say this race. So, uh, defunded or class year? Where are you going? Hopefully, it's the last one he wins this year. I think. Listen, th <laughs> this race is so pathetic. Like they, this was supposed to be on Saturday. They didn't draw enough horses into it, so they moved it again to Sunday. Moved it back a day. They still get five. It's horrible. I, I defunded, like, if he doesn't win here, I don't really know what to do with him, right? I mean, he is head and shoulders above anything else in the field. I've never been a big classier fan. He probably is going to run a little bit better second off the layoff. Defunded needs to win this race. I mean, it, it's his to lose. So I'll I'll take defunded as I protest that we shouldn't have even talked about this race. <laughs> I, but hey, I did just make you make a pick. So there you go. You're welcome. That's right. Uh, but no, Defunded, you know, you and I both picked him uh, that day in the Pat Day Mile. Um, I picked him in the Affirmed. Uh, it just, he, he just can't break through. And it seems like finally, it's got to be, finally, he's got to be, finally do it, right? I mean, he's, he's been right there. It's one of those, I don't, the reason I was like, let's talk about the race just because, I mean, we don't know what the hell is going to happen with Baffert moving forward, but defunded in class year. I mean, class year was, had a lot of uh, hopes. I mean, of course, this horse ran in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile off of one start, and it was awful. Um, but still, I mean, most people know this horse based off that. Uh, Big-time purchase defunded, too. So, like, these are two horses that you could see a lot in the summer and, and fall, depending on what happens with Bob Baffert. So I was like, well, let's, let's at least mention it. But, yeah, I'm with you. Defunded should win this race. It'll be interesting to see. If and when these horses run again. Hopefully never. <laughs> <laughs> so all the time we have, check us out at racingdudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products. Pay click the click Get Racing Dudes Premium button on the menu at racingdudes.com to learn more. We are your destination site for all free horse racing picks and for all major racing tracks. Of course, Los Alamitos as, as well. Halterman's pumped about that. Uh, we're on Twitter at RacingDudes, Instagram and Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, Google Play Music, Stitcher, even the website at racedudes.com. Remember, check out that Magic Mike show. They did the Goldstream Park Saturday Late Pick 4 preview. So if you want more analysis of that Goldstream Park Saturday card, uh, go check out the Magic Mike show and all those same platforms as well. We'll have the, uh, gosh, which, is it the Haskell Guide? 
right? The Haskell Guide's coming out in a few weeks. Yep. Uh, Saturday, July 17th is Haskell Day. So, yeah, the Haskell Guide will be the next one we do. Um, yeah, it's coming up pretty quick. A couple weekends. That's hard to believe the Haskell's almost here. And what's amazing about this guide is that we will have bonus races in it because it also follows yep. with Saturday or with uh, Saratoga's opening weekend. And of course, yep. you know, the guys here aren't going to be like, we got to, I mean, if, if we're at Saratoga and if the Saratoga's running, even though it's Haskell day, it's like, we have to have Saratoga on the guide, right? That's just, that's a oh, no yeah. brainer. So Saratoga will be part of the guide as well. Haskell will be the main focus, but we know we'll have some uh, some analysis of as well. So big guide coming out in the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned for that. And of course, you can get that on the premium products page at RacingDudes.com. Any final thoughts, Halterman, to uh, to your weekend? Are you got any big Fourth of July plans? Yeah, I'm sure Papa Dude will have a cookout, so we'll definitely do that. And uh, you know, quick note on the guides: Haskell, July 17th; Whitney, August 7th. Uh, Pacific Classic, August 21st, Travers, August 28th. That's the kind of the summer schedule for the guide. So we'll definitely be pretty busy covering that Saratoga and uh, Del Mar meeting. But uh, yeah, big, big, I'm sure, you know, we'll do something. It's great where, where he lives. He's kind of, kind of up, not really on a hill, but it's kind of up above kind of the rest of the town. And you don't really have to buy fireworks anymore because so many people shoot them off. And we see them all, you know, so we don't even buy them anymore. So it's great. Nice. Well, um, yeah. I will. I don't know what my plans are. I'm sure I'll be doing fireworks at some point. I have to go to the, you, you know, you don't have kids, so you don't have to go visit the fireworks stand. I, I do. And no. it's it's not fun. Um, I think that's <laughs> like the one thing, even before you're a kid, you're like, you're, you know, before you have kids, if you're ha you know, like, well, there'll be a day where you're like, yep, it sucks as much as you thought it would just to go spend a <laughs> hundred bucks on garbage, you know? um it's hot and you right. gotta shoot them off and of course i'm always the one shooting them off so it's like you know if i have they to get do sick all... of doing it <laughs> yeah like you, you, you're like all you i mean the thankfully they the biggest things they care about are like the the ones that like shoot across the pavement or whatever you know it's like they don't right. care, they don't care about the the big like you know grenade things or whatever the the mortars so it's more like oh this, that one lights up and does that and it's got a parachute it's like cool okay um, so just give me all the parachutes, give me all the, the little dumb stuff on the ground. So no, I'm sure we'll be doing something, uh, moving tomorrow. That'll be fun. If anybody in the area wants to, to be put to work, you all, uh, I'll bring you on. You can come move some of my stuff. Uh, so I'll be doing that today and tomorrow. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, and then try to celebrate a little bit on the fourth, but, uh, and, and, uh, of course I'll be watching as much racing as I can, especially tonight. I'll be watching Nick's go. Can I, I mean, I'm going to stop everything I'm doing to make sure I watch that. So um yeah it's must like you said it best must see tv tonight under the lights at prairie meadows under the bright lights of prairie meadows where the pressure is high my friends it's uh it's just there's nothing like it there's nothing that's nothing no. nothing like it and i will say this if there was ever a weekend it's always this weekend for me and the classics night's fun too at prairie meadows but it's like i get jethro's and i get to see good racing then i would go in a heartbeat um we didn't plan this well because yeah. i wish we were there uh, but no, um, can't wait. And of course, watch uh, this weekend all the big racing in Iowa, Prairie Meadows, of course, as well as Belmont Park, Suburban. We'll see if we have another classic contender on our hands. All right, I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. Good luck this weekend. Oh, and happy 4th of July. Racing.
RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs>